What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone. Before we get into our podcast for today, um, we have some somber news that I'm bringing to you. It's it's actually it's 930 at night, y'all. Uh, you're going to get this at midnight with our full show. Uh, but they had some events transpire after we recorded today. And I have been holding off bringing this to you. Uh, Woody and Mike are not here at this moment. But I wanted to make sure I got all the facts before I brought it to you or as many facts as are available. And it's just a really sad, somber situation, y'all. A a shooting has taken place in uh, Denham Springs between uh, a suspect and officers. I'm just going to cover with you what we know. And there's some things that we know that we're not going to cover with you, and I'll explain to you why. Uh, But officers responded to a disturbance in the uh, office, what we would call the Office Depot Shopping Center in Denham Springs. And there's a lot of listeners out there that are from Livingston Parish. We have a, a really big base in Livingston Parish, Louisiana, and we're actually based out of uh, Denham Springs. So. Officers responded to Spring Park Plaza in Denham Springs. It was uh, it was around 4.20 this afternoon. It was a disturbance call. And when Denham Springs officers arrived on the scene, they were met with gunfire. Uh, one officer was hit multiple times, and that officer is currently at a local hospital with critical injuries. Woody and I both know this officer, uh, he's been in this studio. He is uh, a listener of Real Life, Real Crime, a lifer. And we are asking everyone for prayers for this officer. What I can tell you that we know is that there was a disturbance, basically an argument between the assailant and a female in the parking lot of this shopping center suspect started chasing the female 
and somebody alerted the Dennis Springs police who responded. When they responded, there was an exchange of gunfire. Some 10 gunshots were fired back and forth, and an officer was hit. At that point, the assailant fled, traveling down what's known as Range Avenue, very, very highly uh, trafficked area in Denver Springs, Louisiana. And he went to a major intersection called Florida Boulevard, And that is where he was met by LPSO deputies who then exchanged fire with him. And he was also brought to the hospital in critical condition. The suspect has died at a local hospital. We're going to bring you more information as we get it. To be honest, this is all I'm comfortable with saying at this time. And we're just asking for everybody out there to pray for this this officer who was just doing his job and responding to a call for help. And he's now in the hospital in critical condition. Uh, for those of you in the Baton Rouge area, Denham Springs area, they are asking for blood donations today, Friday, May 12th, uh, for this officer that was shot in the line of duty. Donations can be made at the Our Lady of the Lake Blood Donor Center. It's basically on the first floor of Our Lady of the Lake, which is a major hospital in Baton Rouge. Everybody knows where that is. It's on the first floor. You can donate blood there and let the workers know the donation is for the Denham Springs police officer when donating. That is today from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. They're offering free parking and it's on the first floor of OLOL near the elevators. And now we'll move on to today's episode of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life, Real Crime Daily for Friday, May 12th. And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. T-G-I-F. That's right. It's a happy All Friday, but it's going to be an even happier Sunday That's for right. some people. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of money. No, everybody's prepared for that. I got right? a couple of them I'm preparing okay. for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's set on that. You know how um, these holidays kind of come down to if it's a neutral holiday, it becomes the woman's holiday. Like Valentine's Day is a woman's. I don't do Valentine's Day. Told you that. That's right. You told me that on Valentine's yeah, Day. I thought you were bullshit. That's a man-made. I thought you were bullshit. You don't do Valentine's Day. <laughs> Everybody has to do Mama's Day. How do you How do you withdraw from the Valentine's Club? I mean, is that same a formal way, thing? Same way you... I formally withdraw from anniversaries and bullshit like that. Okay, so, the, so <laughs> in your house, there's no anniversaries. No, there's the, no Valentine's Day. anniversary every day in my house. Okay. But I don't so, have to give it one day a year. So it's a 365-day-a-year celebration. Absolutely. You don't stop for one day to, right. to do something. Right. Very good. So and I had to buy chocolates for that shit. And love is in the air 365 <laughs> days right, right, uh, a year. Right. So there's no need to Valentine's Day to yeah, that's, celebrate. That's, I don't need any cards and chocolates and roses. And Jesus is in your life 365 days a Absolutely year. Safe. So there's no reason to stop. Uh, and do anything on December 25th. I, I do. I, I celebrate that, but I more importantly, I'll celebrate Easter. Okay. Okay. The holidays in the uh, in the Overton household are interesting. Well, at but, the, but now Mother's Day that should get celebrated. Okay. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about <laughs> Mother's Day, but I think we should do it at the end of the episode. 
Uh, Sounds like a plan, Stan. Okay, so let's save that one and uh, let's get cranking on some crime. Yeah, we got a few updates for you. And uh, a few several episodes ago, we talked to you about a South Carolina bride who was yes, actually killed by a drunk ride. driver on her golf cart. Uh, well, police have provided an update that we're going to bring to you right now. And lawyers for the accused drunk driver, Jamie Lee Komersky, who police say killed bride Samantha Miller and seriously injured the groom uh, on their wedding day, urged the public not to rush to judgment. Of yeah. course, none of us would. have. None yeah. of us have. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rush to judgment here. Judgment. Defense attorneys, right? Yeah. So uh, Komersky, 25, hired Nathan S. Williams and Christopher S. Grammar. <laughs> But a Fuco last week to defend her criminal case for allegedly crashing her red Toyota Camry into the couple's golf cart minutes after they left their reception, if you will remember. The high-profiled attorneys are former federal prosecutors, and in a statement they said, we cannot fathom what families are going through and offer our deepest sympathies. We simply ask that there not be a rush to judgment. Komersky is accused of plying her sedan into the back of a golf cart carrying Miller Hutchinson and two family members in Folly Beach, South Carolina. She was allegedly driving 65 miles an hour, more than double the posted speed limit when she rear-ended the golf cart. And the golf cart, y'all, was thrown more than 100 yards and rolled several times. Reserve reserve judgment, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Hold back that judgment. Miller, who was still in her wedding dress, was killed instantly, according to her sister. Police asked Komersky to perform a field sobriety test, but she refused and became uncooperative on the scene. Good luck to Miss Komersky and her high-priced R- legal team. Real quick, not you, you said it correctly. Hired high-priced legal team. Guess what? Two things that happened just then. He did. First of all, he got free publicity in the media by coming out and of course they're going to cover it. It's just like we're covering it cause it's just an update and on a horrible tragedy, but he got his face and his mug and we, even we got to pl- give him a free plug this morning. Right. Right. So you got that. And it's not really it, a plug cause Jim, oh, didn't it's get, a plug. Jim didn't get close to that name. No, no, so no one's yeah, going to no find it. That's plug. true. Yeah, that's yeah, actually right. a good point. So <laughs> the, uh, the second thing is, he got paid all this money to do it. He's not going to come out and say, yeah, guess what? My client fucked up. Yeah. Right, so he's getting a reserve judgment. Okay. We reserve it for the jury asshole. Yeah. Because it'll never get a trial. Yeah. I actually reserve it for the prosecution. Whatever. Horrible story. Horrible story. I would not have uh, pegged that woman to have had deep pockets to to go bring in. Oh, yeah. Uh, even in, Are those guys so, at the Murdaugh law firm? I think. But well, here's the deal. Even if we're they, in South Carolina, even if they're not paying it, that and so many times in high profile cases, that biggest name lawyers come in and jump at pro bono because they get the free plugs from their life real crime daily, even though Jim effed up the name and all the other news organizations. Right. right? It's, that it's it's better than having a fee because mm. they get in publicity. Yeah. It's so free, free advertising. Yeah. So the next time some awful human being does something incredibly terrible in the state of South Carolina, call one of those guys and they'll be happy to represent. You. I'm sure they, they, I'm sure they got a lot of paying clients that are calling them now. Yeah. Likely. Uh, let's go back to uh, to Allen, Texas, uh, briefly, because yeah, t- in the days uh, after 
you know the the names start getting released and uh, and people start connecting dots about uh, you know exactly who's been who's been killed and, and you know every single one of these deaths and injuries are tragic. I was struck by uh, by one by the impact on one family in particular, and it's the Cho family, and uh, you know especially as we approach Mother's Day. Um, it's hard to think about this kind of stuff. But um, according to KDFW-TV, the Cho family, uh, the parents are uh, Cindy, the husband, Caillou, and their two young sons, William and James. All four of them went to the mall that day to return clothes that William had received for his sixth birthday, mm. which was just a couple of days prior to the shooting. Um, an afternoon that should have been filled with light, love, and celebration, unfortunately, was cut short by another mass shooting massacre that left eight victims dead. That is what is written on the GoFundMe that was started for the family. Cindy, Caillou, and three-year-old James were all among the victims killed that day. So three of the four family members killed. William... The other son who had had the birthday uh, a few days earlier is the only surviving member of the family. He's still recovering in ICU. He was, uh, uh, he was hit and hurt uh, pretty badly. Uh, I, I can't think of a, a GoFundMe that deserves support more than the one for the Cho family in uh, Dallas and the challenges that William is, uh, is going to face the rest of his life and the, the way that those memories of those fleeting seconds are going to be indelibly marked on his brain for the rest of his life. It just, it's incredibly sad and, uh, thought we should share that story with you. Yeah. And, uh, another tragedy. And we, we told you about on a previous episode, I don't know what, what to think about y'all. And when I, this next story I'm going to tell you is also out of Texas. And holy smokes. This would make me. This makes me want to flip this table and just beat everybody's ass. Um, so, parents in Texas are outraged after a six-year-old girl was allegedly forced to perform a sex act on a fellow student in their classroom, while students recorded the incident on a district-issued mm. iPad. According to the Plainview Herald, which cited Plainview Independent School District, the the district confirmed the incident occurred in an area of the classroom where the teacher could not see. Now, we'll come back to that. Yeah, right? there shouldn't be right? such a thing. I mean, that's bullshit. Uh, um, it wasn't until the next day when the teacher noticed the iPad was locked with a passcode and sent it to their IT department to be unlocked, y'all. Afterward, after it was unlocked, she saw this disturbing video. Speaking of KCBD-TV, the girl's older cousin said the family became aware of the incident after noticing a change in her behavior. She's in distress. She's like, my stomach hurts. I just want to lay down, the cousin told the outlet. You can tell something's wrong with her. So they said, what's going on? What happened? The girl told family members she was pulled underneath a desk where she was forced to perform the act on the male student in April. The girl says she hit the boy with a book and fought back until they let me go, the cousin said. In another instance, she said 
a student exposed himself to other students in the lunch line. According to KCBD, the cousin claims the school district was not forthright in notifying the girl's parents about the alleged incidents. Everything was no comment. I cannot tell you no comment. So you mean to tell me abuse has been happening for a week and a half and these kids are still at the same desk? My cousin is still at a desk with all boys having to see her abusers every day. On Friday, parents protested outside the school district administration building demanding the superintendent, school principal, and teacher involved be fired. According to the school district, the teacher has been placed on administrative leave and Child Protective Services is investigating. On its website, the district announced classes on Monday were canceled, citing violence threats regarding the matter under investigation. Now, Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. All right. My wife was a teacher until um, we were able to retire her. To, you know, now she works for real life or crime full time. And yeah, I've been in school. Y'all been in school, right? The, I mean, what in the fuck was this teacher doing? But I mean, writing on the chalkboard where this kid's underneath a desk. You don't notice two kids underneath a desk. You think those kids weren't giggling shit? And some kids filming it on the iPad. A six year. Six-year-old being forced to give oral sex or rape. I guess it's a kid rape. It's being raped by another little boy. Disgusting. But I have no excuse. And the thing about somebody whipping out their tool in the lunch line, I mean, what's going on with this place? Well, uh, look, uh, it, it's— uh, The motherfuckers would be dead if it was my kid. My kid's grown, but— Well, I think that's the—to me, that's the larger point— is what is going on in this country to where kids this age are getting, and I guarantee you it's this, which is in the hands of those kids. So they're, uh, they have the internet at their fingertips and parents either don't know or don't care enough to put the proper security on the phone. They get access to things they should never have access to. And a six-year-old knows things today we probably didn't learn until we were 13. But Mike, I agree with you on, on, on that point, the access to stuff. But here's the deal. In a lot of these cases that I work, it was a lot where kids were fending against other kids that kid that's doing the fending was offended against by some adult or some older kid that's it's a learned behavior that you don't just start out forcing somebody else to suck your penis uh, uh, but I, I mean, could see that, that too could, I could, could also the see thing. them but I'm wa- telling you I'm telling you from it. oh yeah I definitely could see them watching it but it's, uh, um, but I, I'm, I'm telling you from probably a hundred cases I work where it's kid on kids and we ended up wrestling an adult or an older teenager but, but it doesn't matter. Fuck that you you send your kid to school, and I mean, how big can this classroom be where the teacher is so busy that other kids can take a video, an iPad, and video this little girl having a penis stuck in her mouth? Look, you you have a, uh, a, a unbelievable problem in this country right now with what's going on oh, in schools, no and that. you've got people at record rates pulling their kids especially out of public schools to homeschool them hey, because I, they don't, uh, they just don't trust what's going on in the school. Uh, sometimes that's a, uh, 
a, a political thing. Sometimes it's a safety thing, but it's but it's happening but, in a in a very big way. And stories like that and, are why it's and, happening. And you may not know this about me, but my three oldest. Um, 24, 23, 21, and then we have our son who's almost 13. And guess what? He's homeschooled now. Okay? I'm not putting my kid in this shit show. Not only the mass shootings and everything else, but this kind of bullshit. Uh, and I just think the world has changed, and, and thankfully my wife is a teacher and can teach him, and, and he spends less time. You know, He gets more done than a couple hours, and then he would do the, the whole school day and he's tested out everything else but the deal is fuck that why am i sending my kids to school where where all this bullshit it could be like eating the bad candy the other day we talked about and it was mm-hmm. meth or whatever or being raped and filmed how the fuck i don't get it man. school has become a dangerous place well i've done too many of these cases and but to hear this kind of shit, and I mean, maybe they're going to come out and, and say this is all bullshit. I, I would hope that this is this is fake news. They've got but it I'm on sure video. it's not. They've got, I know. They've got the video. Well, well, they say they have it on the video. But. And 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 of course, this is you know, look, there's some teachers out there. Kelly Jennings, yep, unspeakable is is one of the best criminal justice teachers right. probably in the country in high school and uh it would fuck somebody up in a heartbeat right. if she caught she that, that so there she, are some you know of course we're not throwing shade on all schools or well, all I, teachers i, I don't but, think it's really the, the, i don't know man maybe the teacher was out of the classroom maybe she's doing whatever not paying i'm not throwing shade on the teacher I mean, i'm throwing shade on on just everything on yeah. This. How does it happen? How is does the, it happen? The question. And then and have where where the teacher doesn't know that the I no I guess I am. Well, that teacher, the teacher may very know, well be doesn't know that the iPad idiot. is missing. Yeah, I mean, shouldn't that should be on your desk? What right. do you do? I mean, my teacher was at the chalkboard and had the back term. I was throwing spitballs and make them stick to the roof, right? Yeah, and everybody laughed and giggled. The teacher turned around, couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, um and shit like that, but I, I wasn't raping anybody. And if I no. my teacher turned around and she couldn't see me, you better believe they come to find you. <laughs> Something tells me that happened more than once. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit did happen a couple <laughs> years ago at a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. My sister's still stuck up there. My it son was, laughs about it every time we go. There's stuff. Hopefully, we'll learn that will, yeah, that will come know, out. Man. But I don't know how you know, the dimensions of the class, how many kids are in the know. class, whether know. there used to be a teacher's aide in the class and there isn't anymore. I mean, all kinds of of other things, but. Uh, but for sure, the job, the responsibility that teacher has, has been made more difficult. It is more difficult today yeah. than it used to be because of uh, a lot of what we were talking about. With Don't you uh, know when she had to send it to IT to have the passcode broken and she saw that video, she's like, oh, I just lost my motherfucking job. Oh, right. I'm sure. It's at the very least of the concern. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy situation. I'm sorry, school district is definitely going to going to have to reach in their pocket on that one. I would well, you know what? That that I was just thinking that, but on this case, it wouldn't even be about money. From if it was my kid, it'd be about these assholes going to prison or whoever. Somebody's got to be held. Yeah, money would be a part, but money doesn't retract what happened to that six year old baby. It'll never replace it. Just like on the the Wu family or whoever. Can you expel about. a six year old kid? 
Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where, do they put, where, where do they put a six-year-old kid? Uh, I don't know. Alternative know. schools. A reform. School I mean, yeah, but not not like it used to be. <laughs> hey, I mean, you, I, know. you know, this stuff happens. I had a six-year-old um, who poisoned, was poisoned. It's a little um, one-and-a-half-year-old baby sister's bottle we're putting bleach in it. And I actually, that's one of the youngest polygraphs I ever ran. Of course, I got a confession out of the kid. And um, the parents want to know, but I mean, certainly that kid needed mental help, right? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Next. 
All right, let's move to Utah. So a Utah mother who wrote a children's book about how to cope with grief after her husband's death last year is accused of poisoning him this. with a lethal dose of fentanyl after she served him a celebratory Moscow mule. Y'all know what a Moscow mule yes, is? Yes, I Shane McBride. Uh, what, it, what is a Moscow mule? It is a served in a copper cup, and it's a, it's a vodka drink. There you go. So Corey Richens, 33, was arrested Monday on charges of aggravated murder and three counts of possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute. Her attorneys did not respond to requests by the RLRCDI team for comment, but Richens' husband, Eric Richens, died at their home about 40 miles southeast of Salt Lake City. Now, this was back in 2022. Sheriff's deputies responded after uh, Richens called 911 to report she had found him unresponsive in the bedroom. Deputies found him on the floor at the foot of the bed. Life-saving measures were attempted, but he was declared dead. Now, before her husband's death, Richens asked an acquaintance for something strong. Some of the Michael Jackson stuff is what she actually was quoted as saying. Uh, the acquaintance got dozens of fentanyl pills for her, and uh, she told investigators that the night before her husband died, they were celebrating because she had closed on a home for her business. She said that she made him a Moscow mule in the kitchen, took it to the bedroom, and that he drank it. She told investigators that she slept in one of her children's bedrooms because the child had a night terror. She allegedly woke up around 3 a.m. and found her husband was in the bedroom cold to the touch. She told deputies she left her cell phone in her bedroom and did not take it to her child's room. Investigators later learned that her phone had been locked and unlocked several times, and it showed movement during the time frame she said she was in her child's room. Text messages were sent and received and then had been deleted. At the time of of Eric Richens' death, the only people in the home were the couple and their three young sons. She posted a video collage of her husband and children on Facebook and wrote in a caption that life had been hard without him just recently. The cards I have been dealt seem like a game that just can't be played, she posted and added the hashtag, please come home. Investigators said an autopsy and toxicology report found that Eric Richens died from fentanyl. Uh, and the medical examiner said he had five times the lethal dosage in his system and that it was illicit fentanyl and not medical grade. It's also believed he ingested the drugs orally. Authorities accused Richard of having obtained the fentanyl pills from an acquaintance identified as C.L. Uh, they also allege Eric Richards had told a friend that he believed his wife tried to poison him after a Valentine's Day dinner just weeks before he died. A search, war- a search with a warrant showed several communications on Corey Richards' phone between her and the acquaintance. The acquaintance, who had multiple drug charges, no surprise there, told investigators that Richards had reached out from December of 21 to February of 22 and asked for prescription pain medicine for an investor who had a back injury within a few days cl produced hydrocodone pills from the dealer defendant told cl to leave the pills at the house the acquaintance got 15 to 30 fentanyl pills delivered to them they paid 900 dollars for the drugs 
Three days later, Eric Richards became ill after a Valentine's Day dinner at the home of his wife. Eric believed that he had been poisoned. Eric told a friend that he thought his wife was trying to poison him. Mm-hmm. And about two weeks later, the defendant called CL again and said that her investor wanted something stronger. And that's when she asked for the Michael Jackson yeah, stuff. Yeah, so she again paid $900 for the drugs. Days later, her husband was dead. Sheriff's office declined to answer questions about the case, saying it was being handled by the attorney's office. Uh, Please keep in mind there are three young children belonging to a decent and the accused making this matter very sensitive and difficult, she said in an email. A detention hearing is scheduled for May 19th, so really Crazy, 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 bizarre story coming right. out of uh, and, Utah. Well, and she writes this book about yeah. how she's grieving. Right? Was the it was a, a children's, children's book, book on how to deal a with children's grief. book on how to deal with grief? Yeah, but that then, was before she killed him. She looks like the uh, president of the PTA. Yeah, I mean, this you know, sweet Polly purebred. There, the there he goes again, him. sexist Woody Overton. Mm, lookism, no, 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 no. lookism. Oh my god. Lookism, look-ism. they all got to look the part. Well, let's go from lookism to ageism, <laughs> shall we? All right. There's a, there's yeah. a good segue. How, uh, love life, pretty pretty good? You feel like pretty viral oh, these days? Oh, Are yeah. You? I'm a, no, hey, strong like bull. No issues, strong yeah. like bull. Jim, still? Anaconda, baby. Yeah. That's right. He's talking to Anaconda. <laughs> you you got to ask him for Mike's got a prescription or two. That hey, right, that's right. Hey. And, you know, when you get a little to, blue pill, every now and then, Michael. I am, uh, you know, you need a little, uh, Jack, a little Nich- help. Jack Nicholson said that's the greatest recreational drug ever invented. <laughs> and I have to agree. <laughs> every now and then. Um, I almost fell down the other day when I saw that actor Robert De Niro. Oh, my God. At age 79 had fathered another child. Hmm. In my opinion, that is a sex crime. Mm. Yeah, it's a crime that he's having sex at 79, but having a hey, another kid at 79. I mean, give him props yeah, for having props the him. sex okay. part, but the, uh, the having the kid part. Is he a, said is it's disturbing. always good and mysterious when he was asked about having another child. And you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Okay, that's kind of weird. Um he already has, so he has uh, a daughter, Drina, who's 51, a son, Raphael, who's 46. Uh, Built-in Those are from his first marriage. He has twins, Julian and Aaron, that are 27. He has Elliot, who's 24. And he has Helen Grace, who is 11, from his second marriage. So now you're this baby, and, uh, you know— I, I searched, I could not find any information as to whether Drina, who is the uh, 51-year-old daughter, was a grandparent or not. Um, I know she's had kids, but I don't know if she herself is a, is a grandparent, but, you know, can you, can you imagine your grandmother introducing you to her sister who is actually younger than you? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think the, the the crime of it is he won't be there for probably her pre-K. Well, he is Robert he could, De Niro. He could go. He could go. A, he could you go a talk long to. Time. He also could die right now. My yeah. my mother had a situation the life like this. We where did the story. It's seventy eight for the United States. 
for men, it might even be 70. My mother had a situation where she had uh, uh, an uh, aunt who was actually uh, younger than her. But it's when it's one thing when it's a, when it's an an aunt. So the, one of her sisters had a daughter before she was even born. Right. Right. My mother. Um, But this one, I I mean, that, that's the weirdest thing. 51 years difference between the oldest. Well, I mean, it's safe to say the narrow won't be uh, teaching the kid how to swim or throw the Frisbee. Well, it's funny you mentioned swim because I got curious on this. And so I turned to the real life, real crime daily analytics team and found out that sperm motility decreases by 0.8% per year of age. So when you're comparing the sperm of someone in their 30s with someone in their 50s, the men in their 50s have about half as much motility in their sperm. So they're not swimming anywhere near as well as they could swim in their 50s. A man in his 80s, which is basically where De Niro is, would have 80% less Motility. Uh, hey, so, and let, he might have gone through a special yeah, treatment. Yeah, I was going to say where, we don't even know he was knocking boots. They might have su- sucked it out of him. Oh no, 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 no. This was na- this is. <laughs> How do we know? The story is that this was the real deal. This well, wait, what's he? This wasn't about anything frozen somewhere. he's not going to say that. Um, I jacked off in a cup, and they put it in her. You know well, what I mean? Well, why wouldn't he? They, people in Hollywood do that all the time. Well, that's what uh, I mean. I would. No, he's. I, he's. <laughs> I'd be like, I, the, I'm sitting now. I'm looking at this. Y'all give me shit. The approach <laughs> is that, that this was. Yeah. I did this it was, froggy this style. This was live action. This <laughs> was. This was not a. This was yeah. live action. They should have done a porno. And. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it I'm just saying. You talking that, to that me. Chances <laughs> of. I mean, that had to be like Mark Spitz, the uh, oh, sperm, Lord. in order to be uh, able to. You know, get Mark's that's bit. like a uh, a harder shot than Luke at the Death Star. Do you know I mean, how long sperm can live in the uh, in the in the female body after uh, <laughs> ejaculation? How long? Seventy two hours. It's in criminal that's cases. Interesting. Uh, that's how what I know. You find the sperm and. Uh, if it's still live, Bob, or whatever, it can live Okay, well, he might have been in there hours. for 72 hours, but unless he could catch an Uber <laughs> and, and get to, the, and get to right, where he had it. to get to, I just, I, I don't get it. Uh, you know, congratulations, yes. uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah we ain't here. On your newest. Right, yeah, I think Mike's a little the, jealous the of De Niro. Uh, a new daddy, yeah. uh, or with all the money he's going to have left him. All right, y'all, we're going to bring you a story out of Louisiana, and uh, a homeowner named David Doyle is accused of shooting a 14-year-old girl while playing hide-and-seek in his backyard. Yeah, this is this is horrible. Doyle has been charged with aggravated battery, four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm, and illegal discharge of a firearm. A 14-year-old was shot in the back of her head after authorities say a homeowner opened fire while she was playing hide-and-seek. And amazingly, she suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Louisiana homeowner David Doyle told officials after the incident took place on Sunday that he went inside his home to retrieve his firearm after he observed shadows outside his home. An initial investigation showed that multiple individuals were playing on his property where the incident took place. Doyle told detectives that he unknowingly hit an unidentified teenager 
after he just began shooting at the individuals when they were running away from the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad and illegal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so she was transported to an out-of-town hospital to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. While the incident remains under investigation, he has been arrested and charged with aggravated battery, illegal discharge of a firearm, and four counts of aggravated assault. So a couple of comments on this story, and, and and I was a little torn initially because, look, it's nighttime. There's people in your backyard. Uh, anyone is a homeowner. If you don't know they're back there or who they are, you're, you know, you're grabbing your gun and you're going to investigate. The, the, the major issue, Woody, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is the fact that she was running away when he shot her. Here's, here's the deal. You have a right to defend your home, right? Uh, uh and your family, and even your property to a certain extent. But you do not have the right to shoot into the dark at moving objects. You get still have, uh, this is going to be negligent. If they had died, it would be negligent homicide because you showed such lack of care that a normal, reasonable person uh, would have shown. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you could have popped a cup off in the air, the best thing to do would have been call 911 and stay behind your door. And, you know, if they're trying to come through your door, then shoot through the door. If, you know, if you're trying to kick in my door, I can shoot through my door and kill you. That's legal. Uh, if you, you know, I got shadows running around my backyard. You just can't go out there and start popping off caps. It, but you, you don't know what you're shooting. I right. mean, he's, he's, and it should have been second degree aggravated battery because it's with a weapon and they went in the hospital, which is the same thing as attempted murder. But, I mean, I'm all for the gun rights and defending your home and, and everything else. I mean, it's in, the, it's in the Constitution, but that's bullshit. Well, and and you know, it's it's also important if you're a gun owner, if you're if you you know, concealed carry classes teach this. But any any time you pull a gun, you need number one, you need to make dang sure what you're shooting at. What you're shooting at. Number two, it. if you're if if you're a homeowner and you have a family. Um, one of the, one of the big issues that people have is they wake up in the middle of the night, someone's moving around their house, they end up shooting their own damn kid because they, they, they don't make that identification and their kid comes in after a night out or something and they're not expecting it. And they think someone's breaking in their house. It happens all the time and you have to be responsible with these freaking handguns. Yeah, The thing is these people weren't in his house. Yeah, and he he just saw some shadows running around his backyard, and goes out and starts busting cats. First of all, you could call nine one one, lock the door. You could hide in the bathroom if you want to. You hear somebody trying to get in the door, then you start shooting. Right, I mean, you just, fire a warning shot into the sky. Yeah, fire fire a couple rounds off. Nothing clears a, clears a backyard or a crowd like a little gunfire. That's right. But don't shoot them. Yeah. yeah. How old was the kid? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. yeah, that story should have had banjos in the front. I mean, that that guy. <laughs> oh, it takes all kinds. Oh, we got banjos coming. We got banjos. And, and that guy <laughs> gives it uh, bad names to everybody that, that has a second minute right. Right on. Whatever. So now, y'all, I'm going to take you to a case that's always fascinated me. And in, I've thought about it a lot over the years, and, and this got, got, got proven out anyway. But I'm going to tell you about – I'm sure, unless you were living under a rock or not born yet, the uh, Natalie, Natalie Holloway suspect, Joran uh, Van Vandersloot, is to be extradited to the U.S., uh, Natalie's mom, Beth, says. 
So Joran is serving prison uh, sentence for killing a 21-year-old Peruvian woman, y'all. Do you remember that? It was mm-hmm. five, five years after the date that Natalie went missing and all the shit that he went through on that. Um, he goes to a casino somewhere in Peru and he brings this girl back to the room and they show him leaving the room and checking out and they go in and they find her dead, right? So he's serving that time, but he's being extradited to the U.S. now because basically because he, he was doing extortion on Natalie's mom, uh, Beth Holloway. He, he was contacting him from a, a prison in Peru saying, hey, I'll tell you where her body's at. Give me $10,000. I'll tell you where oh her body's at. God. And they actually set up the thing on and did it. And, uh, of course, he didn't tell where the body was, right? And he was just trying to get the money. So now they're extraditing him for that. And uh, Gustavo Meza uh, Quadra Peru's ambassador to the U.S. said he hopes this action will enable a process that will help to bring peace to Miss Holloway and to her family who are grieving in the same way that the Flores family in Peru is grieving for the loss of their daughter. Bandersloot is one of the main suspects in the disappearance. Now, y'all, he's the suspect uh, um, of Holloway who failed to appear for her flight home to Alabama on May 30th, uh, 2005 in Aruba. The 18-year-old was last seen leaving a bar that morning with young Dutchman, they're talking about Natalie Holloway, was seen leaving on film with uh, Vandersloot. Her body was never found, and suing searches for the young woman would reap intense media scrutiny and worldwide attention. Uh, of course, Vandersloot got arrested for Holloway's disappearance. There was a lot a lot to that. Y'all go look it up. And But he was released due to lack of evidence because their laws are shit done different than ours that you can hold him for X, X amount of time and all this. And, and his, his daddy was a judge and shit like that. So he ended up getting off scot free in the end for Natalie Holloway's disappearance. I'm saying he murdered her and he can see me. I'm saying he murdered her, but then the beast came out again, five years later. And, and when he murdered, uh, the young Miss Flores. Yeah. So, but now he's getting the extradites to the U S and he's going to face some, Charges, oh, although I've, I'm pretty sure a Peru prison is worse than the U.S. prison, but maybe not. I don't know. He's going to have a tough time if he goes to a U.S. prison. Yeah. So, anyway, that's it. Uh, I really, I, I was a detective when that happened, by the way, and I was just like, man, I want to go down to Aruba and find that body, find that Natalie's body. Yeah, and these, and you know, these people have families that just. Look, everybody with a brain knows that dude did it. Yeah, and uh, it—I cannot imagine if that were my my daughter or, right. or family member, and y- you know, this guy's in my mind getting away uh, with. Oh, it. and he's, he was smirking and alive. shit, and 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 laughing at the camera. Yeah, and he just because it was, you know, what? or it was an island. He knew. I mean, he lived on the island. He knew the sharks were or whatever, mm-hmm. the, uh, and his little mm-hmm. buddies that helped him, and actually who rolled on him and all that stuff, and then whatever. The, the uh, hell or jail, he's going to pay one way or another. And, and, hey, wherever he goes in the U.S., if he gets sentenced, um, y'all give him a little inmate justice. 18 years of no closure. Four. Little girl was on her senior trip, man. Senior trip. <laughs> That's it. Awful. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. 
Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Probably the... Well, hopefully some justice is coming. Right. He's going to get it one way or another. Yeah. Probably the least glorified position on the football field is the punter. And maybe the field goal kicker is close, but punters, punters I would say probably is, the, is the least glorified. You obviously have never heard of Ray Guy. I have heard of Ray Guy. There's, there's been an occasional punter who uh, was so good that they sort of broke out of that mold. But for the most part, uh, being the punter is not a glorified position. Right. Those guys are not generally drafted. They're usually free agents and uh, and sign with teams for a small amount of money uh, and uh, and well, hopefully the league minimum is like two fifty. That's not small. I mean, and hopefully they bre- hopefully they break out. We understand and they that's make- not even your light bill, Mike. But uh, so us <laughs> last month, last month it wasn't. <laughs> uh, they hopefully they break out in a uh, in a tryout and stick with the team. And if they become a mainstay punter, right. you know they can make uh, they can make a good deal of money and they can uh, earn an NFL pension and and right. and have a nice life. But it's a tough it's a tough path to the NFL as a as a kicker or as a as a punter. Uh, There's a guy last summer that came out of San Diego State University named Matt Areza who. Uh, caught a lot of people's attention last summer during his time with the Buffalo Bills. This guy had an 82-yard punt. Wow. He had hang times on his punt that were as good as anyone in the league has ever had, and he was uh, somewhat of an internet sensation and looking like he was about to become the Buffalo Bills punter. And then on August 25th, so NFL Right. season the, by the end of they, August you're cutting down right. and uh, your first games right. are uh, our first few days in September first week or so in September and so August 25th as it's looking like he is going to become the Buffalo Bills punter a lawsuit is filed back in San Diego claiming that Areza was part of a gang of uh, students at uh, San Diego State that raped, that allegedly raped a 17-year-old girl at the school. Two days later, the Bills released Eraser. Right. 
So the lawsuit gets filed. By the way, I didn't say this. Uh, the accuser in this case is, or did I say 17-year-old? I did say she's, she was 17-year-old. Seven, so we have an underage, which is under the age of consent in, in California. Uh, so the bills had whatever internal discussions they uh, they had, and they decided that they couldn't risk holding on to this guy despite— yeah, they, they didn't even want the negative bullet. D- despite him uh, going to them and saying, look, I I was not part of right. uh, anything like that. And so uh, the lawsuit states that Areza, who was 21 at the time, led the girl to the side of a house uh, in San Diego and uh, asked her to perform oral sex on him before. Uh, and then they had actual sexual intercourse after that. This is according to uh, uh According to the lawsuit, Areza then took her inside the home where at least three other men, including the other two defendants who are named in the suit, former San Diego State uh, teammates of his, uh, Xavier Leonard and Nolan uh, Iwaliko. Uh, the woman, once inside the house, uh, claimed that she had been raped for one and a half hours. The girl reported the alleged rape the following day to the San Diego Police Department, which investigated those allegations, and uh, it actually took them uh, nine months before uh, they were uh, they turned the investigation over to uh, uh, to prosecutors. And uh, what what ends up happening in this case is they find out that uh, because there's video. And there's timestamp on the video. They find out that Reza had left before the rape rapes took place, and so he has got uh, basically exculpatory evidence to the point where they dropped all charges against him in the case. But that all came recently, <laughs> way late for. Uh, uh, for certainly for last football season, and now the the big question is, will another team pick this guy up, who, invite him to camp, and kept, have him try? You kept referencing suit. Who brought a suit? The the woman, the seventeen year old. So she's suing. Yeah. Uh, the she uh, named the him along with those other two right. okay. uh, two people, and he said he wasn't he wasn't there. Yeah. Another witness said he wasn't right. there, and then video footage showed he wasn't there at yeah. the quote time Sounds of the rape. Yeah. Mm. They he does not dispute the them going outside and uh having oral sex and then sex, but says that that was all consensual. Yeah, well then that's the gray area then I mean we, we don't know if she's saying that was rape too. Well, it's she she didn't go there originally. She pointed to everything that uh, supposedly happened in the house, right. and there's no camera or anything that would that captured anything or audio that captured anything that that happened uh, out of the house. So uh, the prosecutor said that uh, Matareza was not present when the alleged gang rape of a minor occurred um, at that October party. And according to witness testimony, which was included in evidence that prompted the San Diego DA to not pass criminal charges against the former Buffalo Bills punter. So he is a free uh, free man. And the question is, where does that leave 
praise him? Does he get a chance to pick up with uh, another team in the NFL? I don't know. Uh, um, you can't draft punters on draft kings on fantasy teams. <laughs> but we will <laughs> follow important. up on it. I'm sure I mean, if, if he makes it to the NFL, then uh, – I mean, he's, well, sure at the end of the day, him. he still had sex with a minor. Oh, that's true. I mean, no matter what way you slice or dice it. No, uh, a big part of the story is she lied about her age. She told everyone. And she admitted that. It doesn't matter. She admitted that. Well, apparently it does in California. She admitted to. (laughs) She she told everyone that she was 18 and admitted uh, that she had had done that. I mean, Woody, what's the law here in Louisiana? Uh, You know, actually, the law in Louisiana is 17. You really can consent. But if yeah. you're 16 and you say you're 18, uh, that, that's then ignorance of the age is no excuse. If you if you rape, you rape. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, if they say I'm 21, and you rape them, it's still rape. Okay. The district attorney's office was unable to prove that there was awareness of the then 17 year old's age or her intoxication level. At least two witnesses at the party allegedly heard the girl say she was 18. While others say they didn't recall her age coming oh, up, so. we'll keep it tuned, and we'll know because I watch every NFL game. If oh, this he, guy, if he's this kicking, guy, this guy. If he's kicking, then pick then we'll give you the update. He, he could be in a Saints uniform in the, in the fall. Oh, could be. I don't know. And if, by the way, if this was a quarterback or a running back on the team, yeah, they never would have cut him. They yeah. would have held on and right. waited to see what happened. Oh, with the hey, San Diego State has one of the best criminology programs in the United States of America. Really? Yep. Very interesting. Oh, oh! You know what it's time for now. KBLX, the Quiet Storm. It's about to get kinky up in here. Kinky crimes for Friday, May twelfth. All right, y'all, listen to this one. We've told you some really, really bizarre kinky crimes on Real Life Real Crime Daily. This one. is up there and it's called totally gross. So an evening manager of a Tennessee hotel was arrested after he snuck into a man's room and any guesses y'all sucked on his toes. Yes. According to police. All right. David Neal, a 52 year old manager at this hotel that I've stayed at the fourth Avenue South Hilton Hotel a nice in Nashville. Hotel. It's like it's a lot. It's like yes. uh, almost five hundred dollars a night with taxes and stuff. But the uh, in Nashville, it, so the manager David Neal allegedly crept into a male guest room while he was sleeping on March the thirtieth and got intimate with his feet. According to Nashville Metropolitan Police, Neal made a key card because he's a manager to get into the room and entered around five a.m. The guest told police he woke up to Neil's mouth around his toes and immediately confronted him. Let me get them He recognized Neil as one of the hotel employees who came into his room the day before to fix his TV. Neil admitted to police that he entered the room but claimed he did so because he smelled smoke and wanted <laughs> to make sure the guest was okay. That makes sense. So smoking toe cheese, maybe. Police said Neil never reported smelling smoke to security, and there was no other reports of guests or staff smelling smoke at the hotel. The room key was not recovered. 
cops said. Neal told investigators that he had thrown it away. He was arrested at his home on Friday and charged with aggravated burglary and assault. And he's jailed on a $27,000 bond. Let me tell you something. Why didn't he pick one of Mike's lookism fine girls to suck on her days? He yeah. picked a male. Oh, maybe maybe he, he had him scouted out. The guy the had before. exceptional toes. There we go. Lookism about toes now. Yeah, the, so the, maybe the, he checked in wearing sandals. We did a toe store before. Yeah. I don't get it. And then I tell you about all the um, the fetishes and shit. I try to figure out where they come from and stuff. And I told you maybe somebody, his mama put their toes in their mouth or something when they were a kid and they grew up <laughs> to have it. I didn't get it. I have a fixation on that. Yeah, I'm not a total I guarantee person, so. you there's probably 10,000 listeners right now. That oh, I, I get it. I'm not knocking so. it. I'm just saying I don't get where it comes I wish y'all. Uh, I don't either. I if don't, you I have don't, a fetish I'm with it, please let me know. Uh, you can message me anonymously. Please let me know. <laughs> let me know how, I can message you. Please, how you got turned on message. by toes. Yeah. Please, now, we will I, never tell your name. I need to put that in. in, uh, in like, I, I know where Golden Showers come from. I know where... All the other stuff come from. I just don't. Wait, you I understand need. the motivation for a, a golden shower? I do. Do you need me to tell you? I mean, wait, I mean, I don't have to go into it right now. It's King Crime's time. But the, I, yeah. you give me a fetish, I can just about figure out and tell you where it came from, except for the toes. All right, so we're putting a putting a all that's out crime. request to all tell us about if, your if you what started your toe know. fetish. Love King it. Crimes. Um, Mike lives for this moment. You cut me off there. I wanted another second or two of I was just getting the banjo. We're going to get you a banjo for Christmas. Banjo (laughs) rhythm. Okay, today's moron comes from the great state of Kansas. Hmm. Uh, By the way, y'all, this is Dumb Criminals. Mike forgot to introduce this segment. I know y'all know what the banjos (laughs) mean. We got new listeners, too. The audience understands. They understand now because I told them. They know what the banjos signal. They signal a dumb criminal in Kansas who was wearing a Bud Light costume when he got arrested. No, 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 no. He wasn't arrested by some conservative cop protesting his brand choice. We're not not going down that path. Deputies in Kansas shared a... uh, a case of life imitating art after pulling over a suspected intoxicated driver who was dressed in a beer can costume on Cinco de Mayo. Mm. The driver was stopped in the northbound lanes of I-35 near the town of Ottawa on May 5th after other motorists notified deputies that he was showing signs of possibly driving under the influence. After the driver pulled over, Franklin County Sheriff's Office said the deputies were shocked to see the driver was wearing a costume of a Bud Light can. Nice. Quote, a career in law enforcement is exciting and you get to experience something new every day, the sheriff's office said. Sometimes you see things you just can't believe. So this particular sheriff was very surprised by the the Bud Light can. Uh, The suspect eventually posted bond and was released from custody, according to Fox 4 in Kansas City. I think this guy uh, got really drunk at this party because he brought all his Bud Light and nobody else was drinking any of it. And 
that's probably why uh, uh, he he got hammered because the rumor is their sales are down for some reason. I can't imagine why. I don't. We'll look into that. I'll get the I team started. On yeah, that. I can't imagine why. I'm gonna drink. Anyway. That was a dumb criminal. Dumb no doubt criminal. about it. No doubt about and it. Joe's. All right, y'all. You know what that means. Today in true crime, Lay this alive. day. I love my history. May 12th, y'all. And I've got a good one. Woody, if you love history, you're going to know this story frontward and backward. And that is in 1932, Charles Lindbergh's baby yes. was found dead after a kidnapping. Yep. Now, after an anxious two months, 12 ransom notes. And $50,000 being handed over, which in 1932, right after the Depression, was like a trillion dollars now. Uh, The accidental discovery of the body was found. A truck worker had stopped to relieve himself a few miles from the Lindbergh home and found the crushed head and decomposed body of baby Charles. The coroner's examination revealed he had been dead for two months. It is probable that... The night the baby disappeared is the night the baby died. So if you'll remember, Mm -hmm. they kept trying to get money out of Charles Lindbergh and he believed his baby was still alive. Mm -hmm. He was they, you know, they found out later that he had been dead the whole time. Didn't they call it like the crime of the century or something? Yeah. At that point, that was, you know, Uh, and I actually big Mason had something to do with the FBI uh, coming on board full time or something with kidnapping cases. Yeah. But yeah. So that was this day in true crime for May 12th. Happy Mother's Day to all y'all out there that absolutely believe this is a holiday I believe in, right? And I remember going to my first birthday party ever, and my mama made me bring a little plant to um, the boy's mom. I was so embarrassed. She said, mamas need to be remembered, too. And and I believe that. So happy Mother's Day to my mama who birthed this beautiful hunk of monk or whatever I am. And a happy Mother's Day to my beautiful bride who birthed my children. And uh, But let me tell you about criminal moms. Right, because not all moms. We're celebrating criminal moms. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to boy, got to talk, talk about okay, them, right? No, they were moms. I mean, it's the first yeah. inaugural episode of Criminal Moms, and our it's our first Mother's Day together, right? What better time than Mother's Day to celebrate the worst moms in history? So we'll start with Mary Ball Washington, and. Mm-hmm. He may have been the father of our country, but George Washington had a miserable mom. And while he was working 24-7 to keep the American Revolution alive, she was bad-mouthing the Patriot cause to everyone. French military officers in Virginia even claimed she was an outright supporter of England's King George III. And she embarrassed poor George all the way to him becoming president, right? (laughs) We'll go to another one. Wait. She told them to chop down that cherry tree. Yeah, probably so. She did. Yeah, I think that proves it. Well, I don't know. Well, that, you that, see how a myth, you know, can you just go. travel, right? <laughs> Sorry. So the the next one, Mall Barker from uh, oh, Arizona. Lord. We we did a Donnie show Barker, on Mall, yes, aka Mall Barker. And yes, we have done a show on before, and no one deserves this this more than this fine lady, Mall. Maul made the FBI's public enemy list in the 1930s. J. Edgar Hoover called her the most vicious, dangerous, and resourceful criminal brain of the last decade by making crime the family business. How's that for bad parenting, right? Mm. And, of course, all her kids became 
dirty-ass criminals, uh, and car theft, kidnapping, armed robbery, bank holdups. They did it all, and Maul was right there with them. Um, and, of course, it ended in thirty-five, in 1935 in Florida with a shootout with FBI agents. I also, I wasn't there, and I have no direct knowledge, but I heard that she was having sex with her sons. I also and, heard that. So... Going to the next one, Marianne Cotton. Her name may not ring a bell with y'all, but it, it, it's scandalous in the U- in the United Kingdom. The 19th century nurse, dressmaker, and housekeeper had a secret hobby. She poisoned and killed 11 of her 13 kids, oh her four husbands, two lovers, plus two others, all for the insurance money. Arsenic was her weapon of choice. <laughs> At some point, did the insurance right, company stop right, paying? Right, right. <laughs> she racked up a body count of 21 before Scotland Yard finally called up with her. And when Marianne Scotland. Cotton was hanged in 1873, the rope was cut too short, possibly deliberately. And it was a truly bad ending for a truly bad mom. Now, Zerelda, Elizabeth, Cole, James, Sims, Samuel, Jesse James, mom, right? Having a bad son doesn't automatically make you a bad mom, but Jesse James' mom was bad to the bone. And Zerelda Cole had many tough breaks in life. She hated her stepfather and married at 16 to flee home. That wasn't that early back then. Husband Robert James was a Baptist preacher. They moved to Missouri where Jesse was born. Robert left during the California gold rush where it's believed he died because he probably just didn't want to come back to her. She quickly remarried husband number two. Disliked Jesse and treated him cruelly. The problem was soon resolved when he was thrown from a horse and killed. Zarelda then married husband number three, a quiet man described as standing in the shadow of his outspoken, forceful wife. She wore the pants in the family. And during the, the Civil War, the James Samuel blended family was fiercely pro-Southern, pro-Northern militia hanging husband number three in the family's yard, seriously injuring but not killing him. Then Jesse turned to crime, and when Pinkerton detectives went after the James gang, they were warned, if the boys don't kill you, the old lady will. They firebombed her farmhouse, her farmhouse and, and killed her youngest son, blowing off her arm. Zarelda spent her final years turning the James farm into a tourist trap. For 50 cents a head, she gave guided tours. <laughs> In a last bit of larceny, she sold a old rusted guns that she claimed had belonged to Jesse. She actually bought them in the cheap secondhand shops and charged a fortune for them, Uh-oh. which Jim. is why dozens of the private He's gun collections today yeah. still a boast a firearm that was carried by Jesse James. Truly bad mom material from start to finish. And y'all, one of the shittiest moms of them all is Mama Jean from no. Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Here Comes yeah. Honey Boo Boo. If you saw the show, you understand. No said. Yeah. Yeah, that really? was awesome. So, so she, I mean, that's harsh to put her on that list. That all you great moms, you rock. You get it done every day. What was the What was the boyfriend, husband, whatever his name on that show? Anybody remember? Yeah, the poor guy I, that was with her. I actually never watched it. I saw her once. She looks like a pig. And yes, I'm being lookism now. And I don't mean like a pig body wise. I mean like her face. It looks like a pig. Well, you know, Tiffany's our young Jamie. So, Tiffany, pull that up for us when you get a second and find out what that name is. Michael will be thinking about that till tomorrow. Well, it was in, uh, something with bear. Sugar bear. Sugar bear? Honey bear? Sugar bear? Honey bear? I don't know what she called oh, the guy. But that poor guy, I mean, I... Yeah, you know, well, the, he, was, the, he was no... The poor people that watched prize, it, but and, and they made money off that. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, they did for for a bit. 
Well, guys, uh, chance for us to maybe wish mom well, uh, yes. tell yes. a little story about, about mom. I'm going to tell a story about an amazing mother that is my wife and right. our three kids. That's who I'm going right. to talk about today. There you go. And uh, this is a great story. So uh, when I was looking over the paperwork last night on, on what we were going over today, I wanted to think of a good, hilarious story that I could tell y'all about uh, the crazy Cajun, as I call her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'll tell you this one. We have three kids, for those of you that may not know. Uh, they're pretty close in age. They're only about two years apart. And when my kids were little, they, like any kids at at four and five and six years old, you know, they're running around the backyard all the time. Uh, my wife is in the medical field, and my wife prides herself in functioning very well under pressure. So we would talk about it all the time and she would say, Oh yeah, if anything happened, you know, I'm, I'm Johnny on the spot that it won't shake me at all. I'll get it taken care of no matter what it is as far as to do with our kids, you know, a medical emergency, if you will. So one day I'm back there, I'm working out. I have my dumbbells out. My kids are running around being kids. I'm (laughs) So I'm working out and uh, that's right. And my kids come running through uh, my back porch and this is going to sound like a bad story at first, but it, it gets funny after that. So they're running through there, and I stepped away for a second, and one of my kids trips on one dumbbell. And I mean, she, her, Brianna was going full speed, mm-hmm. trips on one dumbbell and hits her head on the other dumbbell. Wow. Now, these are hex yeah. dumbbells. Yeah. And I mean, she hit. No time to stop herself, anything. So I didn't. I didn't see it until she like made impact and, and yeah. you know, you hear it, you right, hear that. Right. So naturally I'm like, Oh shit. Right. And I run over there and, and she's bleeding. Right. She, so nothing bleeds like a headwind. Nothing yeah. bleeds like a headwind. She hit pretty hard. So obviously I'm picking her up. I'm like, Oh, oh my gosh. But I maintain control. I pick her up and I go in the house and my wife is in the kitchen and she turns her head. And at that point it's really bleeding. Yeah. And she looks, and I hear the, you know, like the psycho scream, right? And I said, she's okay. She's okay. Just give me a rag. Call an ambulance. Uh, My wife goes into total shock, freak out. (laughs) She can't remember 911's number. Literally looked at me and said, what's the number? You're going to get in trouble. I I said, 911. So she calls 911. And the operator gets on, and she says, we need an ambulance. And she says, what's your address? And she's looking at me, and she says, what's a fucking address? Oh <laughs> she couldn't even remember oh the address. So oh long man. story short, everything ended up okay. Right. Um, but I never let her live down the fact that the one time we had an emergency, yeah. and you fell completely apart. Yes, but it goes to, you know, uh, I tell that story to say that uh, that my wife has been, you know, my kids now are, gra- my girls are graduating from high school right. in a week. Right. Uh, and my son is at LSU. He's a sophomore. And throughout all of that, I give my wife about 90% of that credit. Absolutely. Never missed an event. All my kids are in many extracurricular activities, and they are really shaped the way they are because of of her. And that was a great uh, save because your ass was in yes. serious <laughs> trouble. Yes, it was. Happy it Mother's was. Day, Wendy. Happy Mother's Day, Wendy. Wendy.
So that was mine. Yeah, I didn't actually prepare for this. Um, I'm going to give two shout-outs. My mom for raising seven of us and and going through the things that she went through. And and she's props for, for, I can't say 100% making the man that I am today, but my mom was the first one to induct the LSU Law School Hall of Fame, and, and she did that wow. while she was pregnant with me. Uh, uh, but she's, she's I'll tell you, one of my fondest memories, y'all may not know this, but I have a green thumb, right? And my I was like five or six. My mama gave me a seed. We put it in the thing in the dirt, put it in the window seal, and I remember running every day to check it, and a little um, seedling came up, and then we transferred it to a bigger plot, and finally – Transferred to her garden was a squash plant, and that gave me a love for gardening. Right? Oh man! So my mom great. rocks. She's always been there. Always been a rock, but uh, not. I mean, she she was she like say she loved me first, right? And then I, then I have Cindy, <laughs> and who is like the ultimate mama bear about everything. Well, you and, telling and, me? You know, the I mean, you, y'all know this, and and, and she will mama bear. Because she loves so much. And I can remember yeah. when we had nothing. I'm talking about nothing, but you never, the kids never knew it. Yeah. Like we had all the kids and they were getting the best education. And, and she always made sure everything was special. And Lord, don't mess with her kids. Um, she's the best mom in the world. And I love you, Cindy. Um, you're awesome. Yeah. Happy Mother's yeah, Day. She is. Happy Mother's Very Day. Very good. Happy yeah. Mother's Day, ladies. All right. No Butterfuco jokes over nope, here. No, nope, okay. no. Nope. So, my mother, who was born Yolanda really? Loretta DePinto, really? DePinto, the, f- the first like member of her family to be born in the United States. Really? So, all of her sisters, she actually had two brothers who died in the East River before she really? was even born. So, she never met wow. the two brothers they that were, uh, they weren't, they didn't have tickets. So, when they would have uh, uh, been checked at Ellis Island, they would not have gotten through and would have been sent back. Right, so right. Uh, they were told that you could jump off the boat and make and, the and swim. swim yeah. And uh, yeah, I, she doesn't know enough about this. She should right. know this story really is well. Is your mom still alive? My mom is 86 wow. and still going, and, and still up, going strong. And she is, Living uh, right uh, she was the enforcer in my house. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. She was, she yeah. carried that wooden spoon that you, you stir the pasta uh, with. Right, and right. if you she, got on the wrong side of, the you know, whatever she had going on, she was after you with that <laughs> spoon. And, you know, I had uh, strategies that I would uh-huh. utilize to just wear her out so she couldn't get to me with the right. spoon. So I'd circle the dining room table and then right. it'd be like a, like a cartoon you thing make, where she's on matter. one side, yeah. I'm on the other, and we're, we're doing this whole thing. But one day... Uh, my little sister who's four years younger than me, so I would have been about eight and she would have been about four, is in a little plastic uh, kiddie pool in the backyard. And I decide to, you know, get in it with her and start screwing around. And my mother gets pissed and says, you know, get out of Nancy's pool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Mom, I'm just in the pool, whatever, you uh, know, I blow uh, her uh, off. Uh, and, uh, she, and she tells me again to get out. Oh, yeah. And I blow her off again. And I, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. And all of a sudden, I see out of the corner of my eye, she's making her charge. Right? She is after. Uh, so I have to, I have to jump out of the, out of the kiddie pool and start running around the yard to try to get away with her. Well, 
she had these big clogs, you know, these big wooden clogs, mm-hmm. whatever, that were sandals. She's chasing me with that thing. And, oh, Lord. And, I mean, I think she's just shocked that she catches me or mm-hmm. I slip. I don't know how she caught me. And she nails me on the top of the head. <laughs> and, I mean, it's a gusher. Oh, no, she busted here. My father comes home, and I've never heard – I mean, he he didn't yell at my mother ever. Right. But he's like – he calls her – we all call her Yoli. He, Yoli, what the hell are you doing? Uh. And so he looks at my head and he's like, we got to go to the hospital. So I get in the car with him and I remember this like it was yesterday. He looks at me and he goes, repeat after me. You were running by the pool. I was running by the pool. When I tripped, when I tripped and fell on my head. And dad, you told me never to lie. Yeah, right. Son. You tripped, <laughs> yeah. and you landed on your head. I said, but, Dad, the cut is all the way up here. How would I land? I couldn't do a complete. So somehow the, uh, the doctors bought that story. But that, that's the only act of violence, Mom, and the statute of limitations is uh, definitely worn off. Uh, but you are the greatest, the strongest woman I know and, uh, and just uh, incredible. Absolutely, um, absolutely amazing. Where, where does she live? She lives in Long on Long Island and splits some time. goes to goes to Florida in the winter. And shout out to you, mom, and to my uh, wife Jerry Ann, who literally uh, saved my life. But we won't yes, uh, yes. we won't tell uh, uh, that whole story here. Just say the uh, I'm yet so proud. I admire her so much. She's my best friend. She's my rock. She's an incredible yes. mother. And, uh, I'm very, very fortunate yes. to have her. So I love you, baby. And she also hits you with clogs. When She's you get out never of struck me. I don't think <laughs> we're all blessed. Jim, is your mama still alive? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, shout out to your mamas. Shout out to your wives. Um, for me, Happy Mother's Day. And Shout yeah, out to all the moms. And look, happy Mother's Day to Tiffany, who helps us out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. And is an amazing yeah. mother with, yeah. with, uh, so happy how many Mother's kids Day do you have, kids Tiffany? Tiffany? You have five kids? I have five kids. Wow. Five kids. No, um, so wow. happy Mother's she Day. Kills you busy lady. Yeah. To, I mean, like, I mean, I met, I, without sitting down and they, what the hell I would have done, right? Or yeah. would do. So happy Mother's Day to everybody. Love y'all. Love y'all. Thank you very much. Happy Mother's Day. Mamas. Is she a business or mom? Uh, nope. No. No. Yeah, I don't think she is. No, she's not. Okay. I was going to wish you Happy Mother's Day. Okay, but <laughs> she's got a mom. No, I can't. She's got a mom. Shout out to your business mom. Yeah. <laughs> Until, ne- <laughs> Until next time, I'm she Jim other Chapman. Kids, so she had something to celebrate. I'm but. Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For real life, real crime daily. Peace. Peace. Your business. Business. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.